Hello and welcome back to the Nine Heists of Percival Q Stalwart. I'm your host and GM, Chris Ng. I'm the player, the brother Matt. And you know, you know what I saw? I know host and GM is is traditional, but uh-huh. Adam from Force Majeure mm-hmm. has the title showrunner in his in his Twitter profile, and I was like, ooh, I kind of like that. I think show technically, runner. aren't I the showrunner? What? <laughs> Wait. Because isn't showrunner usually like the star of the show? No. <laughs> Generally, yes. Just nod. No. What? No. Okay. So Wikipedia says I'm wrong. Time to become an editor. <laughs> this is the phrase you say, the, the star of the show. Wouldn't that indicate to you that perhaps the phrase, the relevant phrase is star of the show? No, 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 no. I refuse. Because the real star is also the one that can be a diva about stuff and have things (laughs) changed to meet their expectations. That is you. (laughs) Now everyone's going to be French. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're just like the entire setting is French now. Yes. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) Bessie Belle. Cool. (laughs) Rochefort. (laughs) What? <laughs> Rochefort? Rochefort? Yeah, Rochefort. Strong like uh, a rock. Stalwart. Oh. Right? Okay. Well. Wasn't there a fort called Rochefort? I mean, it seems like if there wasn't, that's a very big missed opportunity. I'm gonna look. We're not, this is not chit-chat. Get get your head in the game. Okay. <laughs> Percival Q. Stalwart, you have just talked to old Bertie, leader of the Perimeter Guard for... Countess Minuet Largo, and you uh, got him. You convinced him that the best possible thing to do would be to to do a grand romantic gesture with fireworks. Yeah, something with fireworks. Uh, it is now morning of the uh, second day of investigation. So I guess uh, I I presume you went back home. Yes. Okay. So as you get back to your humble abode. And you walk through the front door. The first thing you notice, of course, are that there are three blackbirds hanging out in your parlor. Good morning, old chums. Good morning, Mr. Salwat. Oh, wait. We forgot to roll Destiny. Can you do that real quick? Yeah. Three? Uh, Three, please. That's the percentage die. Okay. 85, three, and two. <laughs> three light and two dark. That's the same thing as 85, three, and two. Jeez. 85 indicates that it's going to be more light side than dark side. And then it's three points versus two points. It's just right there. Learn the game. I'm sorry. (laughs) Learn the rules of the game. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, you can see Crow is passed out um, on the couch. And Magpie is eating a bowl of porridge. Raven seems to be the only one with her wits about her. Where did you get porridge? We haven't had porridge in our flat in quite some time. (laughs) Next door. Oh, fair enough. So that old man's been holding out on me. <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Percy. I'm not sure I'd want his porridge. There's nothing wrong with his porridge. Well, I mean, now there is, since there's a there's a little bird man eating out of it. Well, yes, but now it's not his porridge anymore, is it? Now it's the <laughs> little bird man's. Mm, magpie. My name is Magpie. I know your name. I grab him on the head with the cane. Ah! <laughs> 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 ah, this is quite fun. Have you ever tried this, Raven? 
do try to be delicate with Magpie. I know he's fun to bat around, but he, he's, a, he's a delicate one. Please. Delicate and fun to bat around. What a dangerous combination, I dare say. Well, Crow enjoys the, no the noises he makes, but I know that they're just a way for him to hide how he's really feeling. And how is Magpie really feeling? Well, firstly, we must say that we're quite grateful to be given shelter in your humble abode. It's the least I could do for my new companions. Secondly, we are wondering what the next part of the plan might be, and if you might be needing our services in the meantime. Um, I don't believe I'll be needing your services in the meantime, but the next step of the plan is, uh, essentially just making fireworks. Right, um, Mr. Percy, do we have any fireworks left? Oh, probably a few, but we're not actually trying to make fireworks, Crumpet. Oh, right, I know. Um, I know we talked about busting the gates open or, or blowing a hole in the wall. Yes. Right, um, well, that's actually going to be requiring quite a bit more gunpowder or explosives than fireworks would. Oh, my fine fellows, would you be able to procure us some gunpowder by chance? How much gunpowder are we talking? Crumpet, how much gunpowder are we talking? Oh, um... I guess that depends on how big of a hole you want, Mr. Percy. Big enough to make people panic. You know, don't make some pithy small hole that people are going to go, Oh, is that an explosive? Could have just been a bit of hail. No, <laughs> we want people to be very clear and decisive on the matter. So, you want to cause widespread panic? Not in the vicinity. How wide is widespread panic to you? Well, I mean, the, the garden does take up a couple of city blocks, so... It's not like I can direct the direction of the sound only inward, so I imagine four or five city blocks would hear. Oh, that's acceptable. Look, I'm not trying to create another heliolate here. Okay, um, let me think about this. Uh, let's see, I guess this would be mechanics for him to contemplate this. Or knowledge. Either one, really. His mechanics is definitely better. Alright, and I guess this would probably be inventor, so... I'm going to make this three purple. He gets a blue for inventor. And he's allowed to attempt it without a schematic. Success and two advantages. Good old crumpet. Huzzah. He runs over to the kitchen table, whips out a scrap of parchment and uh, a bit of charcoal. And... Ah, so your boy is learned. Yes, I've gone through great lengths to make sure that the boy is well educated. To the best of my means, of course. Does that mean you can do the same kind of mathematical calculations he's doing? Absolutely not. <laughs> then how do you know that right? Because Crumpet's always right. Look, when you teach someone to sail, you don't take them out into the the, the, the harsh storms of the torrents. You teach them on a cotton lake. And then eventually, <laughs> after you've set them on their way, they learn how to deal with the giant storms. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> oh, it's quite true. Mr. Percy gave me books and I read them. <laughs> See? <laughs> Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Mmm. This porridge could use some fish. You use fish and porridge. Minnows? I suppose it takes all kinds. Sardines, perhaps? You're an odd one, Magpie. Do you do this for show or this how you actually are? <laughs> I'm genuinely curious now. As I said, he's delicate. Also, that's his way of asking if you have any small fish to put on his porridge. Oh, I pilfered quite a few things from that larder the other night. Uh, you find a tin of sardines. Ah, sardines for my old friend Magpie. Mmm, 
He puts them on the board and starts eating. Extra protein. Technically true. All right. Um, I think this should do it. Uh, Raven looks at the paper. That's not a, that's not a small amount of gunpowder. <laughs> I said we needed a considerable amount of gunpowder. Well, when do you think you might be needing it by? Oh, I don't know. When's the party? So I've tried to avoid answering this question so as to give you the time you feel you need. Because essentially... Wait, so, so you ask me when, when I need it by? <laughs> okay, so basically the reason I'm asking, like, when is it's going to affect the role. <laughs> I mean, pretty much all of the parts of my plan are put together no matter how bad they are. Okay, so you don't need anything else. Not that I can think of unless you have some more people to throw in my way. <laughs> okay, so, um... But I, I choose to select the date that gives me the easiest role for them to hear everything. Well, I guess the question is, um, do you want this to... Are you going to close investigation phase this session and go into planning? I believe so. Okay. Because, I mean, we, we can't really investigate further without breaking in. And if we could just break in easily, we would have just done it to grab the thing. Got it. You know? So, all right. So then this is what we're going to do. It is morning. And it's going to take at least one unit of time for Crumpet to put everything together. Mm -hmm. So I will say we will give the Blackbirds the entire morning unit of time to grab it. Okay. And then um, we'll see what the roll does and go from there. Besides, this is the first case. We can't have too many days, right? Eh? Eh? Yes, that's true. In, in the first case, it's always, uh, it's only in the courtroom. Yeah. You certainly don't unlock any of the special abilities yet. <laughs> All right. Raven, Crow, and Magpie heading out to steal. Lots of, lots of explosives. And then back home for a meal. There you go. <laughs> Stuck the landing. Uh, perhaps I have not. How did I mess that up so badly? That's the Sil Zero guarantee. We mess things up so badly, we surprise ourselves. I couldn't even well, say the word surprise correctly that first go. <laughs> and that just goes to prove how dedicated we are to our motto. <laughs> what is going on today? Okay. I'm, in a, I'm in a punchy mood today. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to call it for yellow. Um, it is automatically going to be hard because they have to go find um, protected goods. Yeah, I'm going to flip one of these smog points to convert one of the purples to red. I'm going to take the two advantages and give them two blues because um, knowing the exact number, the exact amount of gunpowder means they don't have to bring any extra or have to fiddle around with guessing. Okay. So right now we're at four yellow, two blue, two purple, one red. And let's see what other elements are involved. I think that's it. Here we go. Whoa. Huzzah. Five successes. Blackbirds came through. <laughs> All look, these was... yellow dice had symbols in your face, <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> 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 and and one of the blues actually had a success on it this, right now. Yeah, it did. All right. So um, Crumpet is going to spend his morning sleeping as he has been up 24 hours now. You do not have to spend your time doing that. Unless mm -hmm. you want to. So what would you like to do during this uh, time frame while the black birds are off doing their thing? Uh, 
know what? I don't have any ideas. I have a nice little plan put together. All right, you sleep. Afternoon rolls around and you hear a bunch of thudding and thumping around in the, uh, the parlor level. You come downstairs and you see the blackbirds are um, shuffling barrels of gunpowder back and forth. They all have the mark of the Bartonin Royal Military on them. <laughs> Very impressive. Cruel, could you try not to drop the barrels of gunpowder? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're making it. Wait, oh, I can't remember his accent. Would you like me to boot up a previous episode of the podcast? No, it's not like you can just drop it and it's going to explode. Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> That's why you handle it with care. Besides, I thought you were the strong one, Crow. I am the strong one. Who do you think brought all these barrels on his back, eh? Not Magpie, that's for sure. You know, Magpie has quite grown on me. You should be nicer to him. I brought these. He holds up a small bag. And what are those? He hands, he hands you the bag. I open it. It's full of uh, the uniform buttons <laughs> of, of Bartonin military soldiers. Ooh. They're like a shiny brass color. Very impressive, Magpie. Yes, also helpful when they were chasing us. Kept tripping on their coats. <laughs> oh, so you were seen. <laughs> well, Magpie likes to get seen on purpose so we can make them trip on their coats. It's really annoying. Don't worry, we did our job. They won't realize the gunpowder's gone until, well, probably after you've blown it up. Excellent, excellent work. I'm very impressed. Oh, you got the military-grade stuff. Does that change the calculations? No. Just makes for a cleaner explosion. Oh, good. I was very concerned that my explosion was going to be messy. Well, you do want it controlled, don't you, Mr. Percy? We don't want to hurt anybody. No, you're right. All right, um, Mr. Crow, if you don't mind taking it downstairs for me. Yeah, right, sir. Whatever. It's nice to help an orphan in need, isn't it, Crow? <laughs> okay, you have your, your things. The afternoon will be going off. Um, hmm. I guess I should roll again, huh? Sure. To build, to build it? Yeah. Probably? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, they're just bombs. I feel like that's not that hard to do. Like, they, they are just bombs, right? They're, they're not intended to look like fireworks and then also be bombs? Correct. Okay. So then it's going to be uh, two yellow, green, a blue, and two purple. Two successes. Uh, what do you do during the afternoon? Tea. You sit down. Uh, who do you want to have tea with? I don't know. Who's willing to have tea with me? Is Raven a tea drinker, or is it going to be me and Magpie? No, Ra Raven sits with you. As you put the the, the kettle on, uh, she she brings out a, a pouch with four tea options in it. Oh, goodness. Spoiled for choice. Four options? Usually we only have two. <laughs> How can you possibly call that an option? Well, I mean, you have two choices. It's still an option. Technically, you have three. You can choose not to drink tea. Hmm. That's... Sometimes Magpie just drinks the boiled water. In fact, there's five options. Because there's also the option where you don't want tea, or you choose the other tea, but the person makes you drink the other other tea. <laughs> I suppose I would make it seven, because if you choose not to drink tea and they force you to drink one, <laughs> that's one option. Versus if you chose to drink one tea and they gave you the other option. So yes, there's like seven options. <laughs> Is that a predicament you find yourself in often? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> I am quite I in control of my tea option consumption. Thank you very much. I was going to say, I figure with 
sleight of hand skills. Not many people would be swapping your tea out without you noticing. Oh, no, never. Hello, how did you get into the business? I'll answer, if, but how about a little wager for it? Oh, Lord, how do you wager a question? She takes the two teacups, turns around, um, puts two different tea bags in them, and then when they're done steeping, she she does the uh, the princess bride thing, the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. Make, if you can trick me into drinking the tea that I don't want to drink, then I'll answer your question honestly. Okay, which one do you not want to drink? Well, the, the one that you chose, obviously. Oh, I know how to solve this. <laughs> he picks up her glass, <laughs> her mug, uh-huh. and spits in it, and then puts it back down. <laughs> Would you like to trade? And how do you know I didn't switch the two teacups back and forth? Well, Maybe I, I put it. your... <laughs> it's tea. It's very aromatic. <laughs> oh, right. Hmm. Oh, you are quite good, aren't you? I'm Bartonian. We don't joke around with tea. But seriously, oh. would you like to switch mugs? I mean, I did spit in yours. Y- yes, please. Let's. Of course, let's, quite. Oh, quite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the difference between a con artist... <laughs> approach and a and like a thief's approach (laughs) (laughs) i was born a street urchin not unlike your young ward there oh did you have a group of pips when you were a child pips oh take that as a no no i didn't grow up here in bollentrop bit rougher territory oh i'm a traveled man so you've been through stroneholm then oh quite well let's just say Growing up in the coal mine territory is not ideal for a young girl. Did you know I almost did a year in those coal mines? For what? Oh, they're accusing me of stealing something or other. It's hardly my fault. Did you? Did I what? Steal it. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's not my fault that they thought I stole it. I did it flawlessly. But, of course, the mayor noticed his chain was missing after my performance. (laughs) Really, you think the man would... Have, be so accustomed to the thing that he wouldn't notice if it was gone. To become a blackbird, you need to attract the attention of the head, the leader of our of our organization, I suppose you could call it. And what did you do? I'm not sure, honestly. It wasn't like a audition or something. Well, what did you do most recently before they approached you? Just what I always did, steal and steal some more. I suppose my targets were getting a little bit more renowned, a little bit more wealthy. But I think what really drew his attention is the fact that I was never caught, not even once. Then why pair you with someone who gets caught frequently? Uh, I took Magpie under my wing intentionally. Was that pun intentional too? We like our bird jokes. (laughs) It's not just for the birds anymore. Aha! (laughs) He drinks the incorrect tea. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's pretty much all there is to it. Very good. Now you... Why the Countess? I told you she has something very important in particular that we need of the arcane nature. Right. Why does the Countess... value, though. But why does the Countess have something of an arcane nature? Oh, it has to do with the heliolith collapsing. Right, you mentioned that, too. What does that have to do with anything? Uh-uh-uh. I made you drink the the wrong tea. Technically, you also made yourself drink the wrong tea. That wasn't part of the bet. Hmm. I'm a free agent. I can drink whichever tea, whichever tea I choose. <laughs> Fair enough. Keep your secrets, stalwart. I shall. 
until I can't contain them anymore. Usually for reasons outside of my control. But uh, just you're good under surprises, right? You mean improvising when things go wrong? No. If something bizarre and otherworldly happens, you won't panic. Well, I suppose not. Good. Then there won't be any problems. Very well, I think. Just remember that owls and jackals are your friend. Right. Well, owls are a bird. Indeed. Not a corvid, but afternoon ends and uh, Crumpet has completed his task. All right, Mr. Passy, all four bombs ready to go. Ah, very good, Crumpet. Quite impressed. Uh, I wasn't sure, though, if you wanted to do radio transmission or, or timer. Which did you choose? Oh, I could put either one on, really. Oh, well, a transmitter is far better. That's for flexibility in the plan. Though, the bombs going off is pretty much one of the first steps. Right, so that's why I wasn't sure if you wanted to... Yeah, definitely remote. Okay. I don't want to have to light all the fuses, or turn the timers on, or however your contraption works. Okay, right, I'll go fit that right now. Okay, so are you ending investigation and going into planning? I choose to end investigation and go into planning. Alright, you are now in the planning phase. In the planning phase, it's, um, pseudo-roleplay, pseudo-really-kind-of-meta-game portion. Here, you're going to set up what everybody does and what sort of triggers that action. Um, there's a couple of, of bonus rules in play here. One, if you would like to affect something super special or in particular, you may use one of your tokens. You currently have four steam to one smog. Keep in mind that this whatever the steam smog pool is at the end of this session will be the same one that you start off with okay so you can add a bunch of bonuses to yourself now but that will mean that you'll be at a disadvantage in terms of points when the plan is actually in execution mode um, i cannot use any smog points during this phase um, you are allowed to do contingencies mm -hmm. um, within sort of relative reason sure you also have um, essentially four groups to operate here that you can plan for. You have the boot cutters, the blackbirds, yourself, and of course, crumpet. And you can create as many steps or as phases as you like. At any time you would like to get the input of anybody here, you may do so, including Huzu and Jaharl. Uh, okay. So, essentially, how I'm imagining this is everyone's in a procession entering the grounds of the garden, correct? I mean, you have no idea whether that's true or not. But on average, like, um, for, for a grand soiree. You want to roll for it, I guess? Sure. Knowledge. Uh, um, two purple, one black. Success, two threats. Yes, that is typically how that would go. Okay. That there would be a... The main gate would be open. People would be making a big to-do with their fanciest carriage to show off. They would exit, um, you know, be announced by that dude with the big stick. Can't remember what he's called at the moment. <laughs> like a herald or something? Yeah, something like that. And then that person would be acknowledged and allowed down so into that the main... master of ceremonies? I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Anyway. So yeah, everybody would be announced as they arrive um, and, and sent into the main ballroom at the beginning of the soiree. So yes, the front will be quite busy. 
Okay, so what I'm imagining is once a, a queue has formed at the gates, the boot cutters will start harassing people in line. Okay, so step one. Boot cutters will harass the party goers at the front gate. Mm hmm Okay. And, you know, they can steal and rob them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Their intention is to attract guards to chase them, both within the confines of the grounds and also any local area uh, police or whatever. Okay. And then there's to try to steer them away from the grounds a bit. Just lighten the load. Got it. And once they've started falling back, that's when we cue our buddy uh, Birdie Shells, right? To start preparing his profession of love, at which point, after he says that, because when he starts talking and proclaiming, like, everyone's going to stop, you know? Uh-huh. And when that's happening, I think that's when the blackbirds move into the grounds. Because everyone's obviously going to see... I mean, we, we already saw the guards talking about how some of them were super invested in, in Birdie and his attempts at, at, um, at the Countess. Uh-huh. So obviously everyone's going to want to see this. So that'll give the Blackbirds a better entry in. After which, we detonate the bombs, increasing chaos. People are going to think that it was probably the boot cutters. Mm -hmm. Which will pull more people from the interior to the perimeter, most likely. Or they're going to fortify the interior. So those are two options that I haven't, that, that are the unknown right now. I'm hoping that with all the perimeter guards chasing after the boot cutters, the interior will be forced to move to the perimeter to reinforce and guard the grounds and the guests. Mm. And that's when the blackbirds, uh, or really that's when Percy and Crumpet will be able to stroll in. But actually they'll probably be already be in to deliver the stuff to Birdie. Okay. Yeah, they'll probably deliver the, the goods to Birdie. Wish him luck. And then once all the chaos is happening, then we'll slip away. The Blackbird's primary job during this time is um, reconnaissance. Find out where all the goods are. Both for themselves and for Percival. So he will divulge to them the shape of the jar. Uh-huh. He's not going to say it's a canopic jar. He's just going to say there's a jar in this shape. And it needs to be intact and not to open it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So once he slips away, he'll meet up again with the blackbirds. Mm -hmm. And they'll fetch their prizes and scarper. Okay. And that's the plan. Not bad for off-the-cuff shenanigans. All right. So I'm going to go through this. I'm going to ask some clarifying questions so that I have everything down exactly the way it needs to be. Sure. So step one, the boot cutters will harass the party goers at the front gate. The goal is to get the guards to chase them through the grounds and through the surrounding neighborhood. I suppose step one is me delivering the explosives. Got it. Yeah, because it's best for us to be in before things happen. Okay, so step one, Percy and Crumpet enter to give Birdie the fireworks. 
along with installation instructions. Yeah. Step two, boot cutters will harass the partygoers. And uh, what, what are Percy and Crumpet doing at that point? They're just blending in with the crowd? Yeah. Are they because, going to- Because Birdie's gonna be so focused on this, on his own thing, that he's really not gonna care too much about the boot cutter, so he'll just say like, yo, you lot go take care of it, you know? Right. Um, are Percy and Crumpet going to wear disguises during this phase? Uh, the slip away phase? Yes. During step two. Hmm. I suppose they should. Okay. Step three. Birdie Shells is cued to give the grand proclamation of love. How is he going to be cued to do that? Hmm. Well, he's probably going to give a long speech and then end it. And then at the end is when the fireworks are supposed to go off. Right. But how is so he going to know when... Perci I imagine Percival's not going to leave, slip off until he starts. Okay, that makes so most that, sense to me. Right. So does that mean Percy's going to tell Birdie when the best moment to give his speeches yeah and it's going to be pretty early basically he's going to try to tell him to do it while everyone's in the procession coming in ah uh, okay great his goal is to keep everyone out of the garden or as few people inside as possible you know okay so then that means okay so step one, give fireworks. Step two, boot cutters. Percy and Crumpet blend in and disguise themselves. Step three, Percy's going to cue birdie shells to give the grand proclamation of love. The goal is to do it early while people are still arriving. Step four, blackbirds enter the grounds, recon to find the jar. Step five, bombs go off. Step six, question, do guards withdraw, fortify per the perimeter or do they withdraw inside? Unknown. Step seven, Percy and Crumpet meet with the Blackbirds, and Blackbirds take their stuff in everybody's scarfers. Yeah, basically, a foolproof plan. <laughs> okay, do you want to talk to anybody about the plan? Oh, I imagine we're having a round table. Okay. Or I guess a separate round table, because I'm sure the Blackbirds don't want Thaddeus mad and to see them. <laughs> well, I also imagine that really all you're telling the Black, all you're telling the bootcutters is what to do and when. Correct. Right, so you just have to send him a message. True. What happens if the bootcutters get a bit out of hand? I hate to say this, but it's rather inconsequential compared to the goals I have to achieve. So we don't really care if the bootcutters get in the way or hurt some fancy smangy nobles or start burning the place down? Not entirely, no. You see, what I'm part amidst is a world-ending catastrophe that I'm trying to prevent. So if the garden must burn for it to happen, I hate to say it, but... Right, well, no love loss on our end if uh, some rich folk get hurt in the whole process. We just want to make sure that, well, you're adding a very... You've got two very big elements of chaos in your plan. First, boot cutters, and second, bombs. So... <laughs> but the bombs are controlled. Oh, yes. I'm very good at making bombs. See? Don't worry, the bombs are not, the, are not the powder keg you have to worry about. So when you're going to tell us what it is we're trying to grab? Yes, it's a jar. Full of pennies? Full of nothing. Well, it might be full of disease. I don't actually know what's inside this one. But it well, has the head of a crane, I imagine, on top. Um, 
I did a quick artist rendering. Oh, Crumpet, when did you learn how to draw? I draw schematics all the time, Mr. Percy. That's different. No, it's not. It's, it's keen attention to detail. No, no, that's all lines and squiggles. This is awful. <laughs> Mr. Percy, we, I had a good look at it when I was in the Maharaja Mecca suit. I know, and I'm saying you did a good job. Oh, oh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I get confused sometimes. Why? <laughs> huh, alright. Uh, so, how big is it? About Ye's size. Jar-sized? He, he knows because, you know, he has one himself. Right. It'll be about this size. That's the only thing I require. You can help yourself to anything else. Do you want us to take it or just let you know where it is? If you are able to procure it, by all means. I will warn you, there is a chance you might have to fight monsters if you go for it. Monsters? You mean the paid guards? No. Uh, well, both. I imagine the paid guards will be the only available sources for the monsters. Right. Well, don't be counting on us grabbing it then. Quite. I, I don't blame you, but I didn't want to surprise you either. Appreciated. Well, seems like our bit's pretty straightforward. We wait for the we wait for some explosions, we do our thing, we get out of there. Indeed. How is it you want to communicate with us? How do you know they communicate with each other? We whisper? <laughs> yeah, we don't really split up. It's not really a thing we do. Oh, hum. Usually Crumpet and I just kind of find each other. <laughs> oh, I suppose we should designate a meeting point. Wrong guy. It is possible that I could place upon them a mark of power. Who's you says in your mind? Oh, really? It would allow you to communicate with them at will. Oh, let's try it out, shall we? Who are you talking to? <laughs> My guardian spirit. We have deigned to place a mark of power to onto you. It will allow me, it will allow us to communicate at any time. All right, look, I know you're the master of arcane arts and all that, but we're not here to fall into your, your showmanship here, all right? You believed me when I said there was monsters, didn't you? Well, yeah, because thieves are superstitious. <laughs> you believe monsters, but not magic. Very well. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> On all of them, or just the leader? Oh, just the leader. Very well. A owl flies out of your face and into uh, Raven. She kind of swats at her own face for a second, and then and then she stops. You can see beneath her right eye, like along the socket, there's a tiny little blue feather, owl feather there. <laughs> Welcome to the fold. Ah, ah, how did you? Not some parlor trick, now am I? That's quite impressive. Does it work both ways? Should give it a shot. Uh, I don't have a uh oh I don't have a general reverb. 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 Here we Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Well that's just spooky. <laughs> Convenient though, wouldn't you say? Can I get one? Yes. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Agpi, you are my friend. Yes. And I will lend you my great power, just as you've lent me yours. Oh, I'm excited about this, actually. <laughs> All right, well, we'll meet you. The, the party's tomorrow night. Pro, are you sure you don't want in, in this owl communication thing I have going on? Oh, all right, fine. All right, we're doing it to all of them. This is grand. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about me, Mr. Percy? Uh, you definitely do not need one. 
and you may not have one. <laughs> I was going to say, can't they just talk to each other? We can. Yeah. Do you know where each other is as well? Only if we let each other know where we are. Good to know. That's actually very good information. Yes, and uh, Jahal's rather stingy about that information, I should say. Well, now you're on the same side, so I can't imagine he's going to be that stingy. He's blah. He's trying to hide his presence right now, and I can see him. <laughs> I think he's just doing it to get you going. Isn't that right, Jahal? It's more that death is omnipresent, so it's more difficult to track down where I am. It's no fault of my own, I assure you. No, that's a lie. That's something I would say. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, why am I late? Oh, well, all time is incongruent depending on where you are on the planet <laughs> and your transference of the physical plane. Oh, 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 oh time is a societal construct. No, that's, that's mealtimes, Crumpet. That's what we say when we try to get meals in inopportune moments. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. I got the mix up again. That's quite all right. You'll learn the nuances one day, my lad. Right then. Um, I guess thanks for the magic, Mark. We uh, have to do our own preparation, so we'll see you later. Of course. Do feel free to use my apartment anytime you require. They nod and leave, actually, interestingly enough. You're not sure what they're up to, but apparently it's important. Oh, maybe they're getting more of those harpoon grappling things. The zip lines, right? Maybe? I like the part of your plan where there's explosions. Those are always good. You don't think they're going to get us cloaks of our own, do you? No, 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 of course not. <laughs> That's just foolish thought. That's foolish thinking. I am a little concerned about this plan, though. You, Jahal, my closest ally. Why? Because anytime you're... Anytime you're dealing with Ariella, you should be concerned with a plan. Yes, um, as I mentioned before, uh, Ariella is a deity of art, beauty, wind, and, well, prophecy. If she can prophesize this, she deserves to catch me. <laughs> well, there are also, there's the opinion of some people that if they can prophesize the future, then it really doesn't matter what plan you do, so you might as well just pick one. No sense trying to fake him out. I mean, that's partially why I didn't bother looking for the urn earlier in the first place. It is unclear, though, how much of that prophetic power that the Countess will have access to. Just as you only have limited access to my abilities, so should Wait, she with her. Are you holding back on me, Huzu? As I explained when we first merged, our power will become increased the more that more time we spend using it. Oh, so I should use it frequently. Understood. Yeah, you haven't reaped anybody yet, Crumpet. Oh. <laughs> Part of me still wishes we could have changed. <laughs> I would have reaped cabbage back and forth so many times his head would spin. I don't think Mr. Cabbage is even in Molentrop City right now, Mr. Percy. I Crumpet, death is omnipresent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last call. Finalizing the plan? Yeah, it's as good as it's going to get. Plan officially finalized. Oh, here it is. Sweet. So our next episode will be the very first heist episode where your plan is put into full action. You will be going into it with four steam points and one smog point. Neat. 
What's I supposed to do with those during this stage again? <laughs> the way I thought of it was like, oh, I, if you're like, oh, shoot, I really wish I had, you know, yeah. X information or some or there was a very specific opportune piece of something here. You could do that. No, no, no. Too many of those are just ripe for point flips later on. Like, let's say I had information on the location. Later on, there would be a point flip saying that the prophecy made them move it. I'm on to you, game master. <laughs> showrunner. <laughs> game master, showrunner. Oops, our runner. No. Everybody, everybody. Everybody, everybody. All right, ask the question. Did I do anything to surprise you? Yeah, tea with Raven. Hmm, wasn't expecting that one. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> That's it? No no particular reason why I didn't. I just, I don't know. But there wasn't something I was thinking about as something that was going to occur. I guess also overall, I mean, uh, I kind of thought you would go to to, to planning phase today. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's hardly any other pieces I can cram into this. Yeah, I, I way over. I mean, I, I have a lot of things here that never got brought up. Well, did you introduce them at all? Did you provide ample opportunity for me to obtain this information? No, but I mean, it's just... It's okay. It'll all be used. It will all be used. Because a lot of these things still happen at the party, so it's okay. Um, yeah, okay. So, the credit sequence, right. Um, if you enjoyed this, then there's other stuff on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash SillZero. Been putting up short stories. We also have been talking about a lot of interesting... Uh, show recommendations and things that we've been consuming and playing with on uh, the sideshow Chit Chat with Chris and Matt, the show that happens after the other show. So you can get that on Patreon. Did I give the address already? Still zero. Yeah, patreon.com slash still zero. Um, you can talk with us on Twitter at ingdaydreams where you can see um, well, lately Nick and Leslie have been ganging up on me. So if you would like to enjoy that, you can follow me there or the show Twitter, which is at SilZeroChris. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. And I'm at SilZeroMatt, S-I-L-Z-E-R-O-M-A-T-T, or the Brother Matt one for my Twitch stuff. Yeah, twitch.tv slash ingdaydreams as well. I am trying to finish up Persona 5 Strikers because I just need to clear some games off the board. Um, I think that's it. That, that's it. So until next time. Um... I'm going to hit stop. <laughs> no, no, you can't do that one twice in a row. No. Well, uh, come up with one then. Now, now, now. Uh, no, can't do it. <laughs> Stopping. Well, when would you like it by? Also, keep recording. But I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, the harsh realities of keep recording time. It truly is a limbo or a purgatory. Existing and not existing in the same moment. A moment that may be erased or preserved and moved elsewhere, such as at the end of the episode. Does a man truly know when they've entered purgatory? Or is it just a creeping sensation that dawns upon their brain one day here in keep recording time? We at least have the grace of being informed when we are going to be stuck here. It's prefaced with the phrase, keep recording, I'll be right back. Oftentimes he is right back. Sometimes I have a minute or two. It's a little quiet. It's a soliloquy. I think I had it right the first time. I should not attempt to say it again. I'm running out of thoughts. I'm not very good at the stream of consciousness thing. I guess it could be better if I practiced more, but who practices stream of consciousness? Maybe an improviser? I'm not an improviser. Not always. Not usually. I'm getting better, though. What else? What else? I don't know if this is my one-man show or my type 5. 
and thus we wait. Man, I should take better notes in this thing. I'm using like a small like four by three notepad and it's like I'm writing everything on one piece of paper. Okay. Hi, welcome back. Nothing happened. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> now, now I can't, I can't think, I can't help but wonder what happened. <laughs> You'll find out later. Uh, that okay. nothing happened exactly as I said. All right, here we go. Hey, where's the music? You don't have oh. music queued up? Uh, hold on. What the heck? Mods. Mods. <laughs> There's no mods. What? There's an emote called mods. This. Mods. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Where's... You see the emote? Mods. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Well, kind of cute, I guess. 